0: What's up, guys? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams Podcast, presented by Breckenridge Brewery. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael, and it's a it's a action packed episode today. I was joined by my good friend Jason Ortiz. Jason Ortiz, if you follow student media at all, he covered football and basketball for CTV, the student television station at CSU. Uh, we actually used to work together. Rocky Mountain student media back in the day so I've known him you know quite a few years now we go back for sure really cool dude really knowledgeable on sports always good to just get his perspective on things you know I we talked about his favorite experiences at CSU favorite spots on campus as well as just like some of our favorite experiences covering the Rams a really fun to reminisce about the Duke game he's a big Duke fan so, you know, getting to, to work a game at Cameron Indoor was obviously a really big deal to him last fall. It, it was to me too. I mean, it was it was amazing. And, and we talked about that as well as uh, just a variety of other things. You know, our thoughts on the college football season. I asked him, you know, does he think that if there's going to be a, a season this fall or not? If, if he supports a spring season, the problems with the spring season, the problems with the fall season, all of that stuff. Really, really good interview, really good back and forth. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Before we get into that interview, though, I got to talk about my friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge, the official beer of DNVR. Guys, we've got pro sports coming back. I mean, I've, I've been watching a ton of sports anyways, golf, really, really enjoyed the Memorial Tournament over the weekend, actually ended up finishing about plus 25 on DraftKings. Not great. Should have been better. Placed a lot of single hole bets where I was kind of just bleeding singles here and there. It happens. Still head for the weekend, but along you know along with placing a bunch of bets on DraftKings Sportsbook, I enjoyed a couple of ice cold strawberry skies. God, this is just the perfect beer for summer. I'm supposed to go to Vale with my with my family. I uh, hear coming up. Stay at a nice little condo. It's kind of secluded. It should be. It should be nice to kind of get away from everything, but I'm already thinking, you know, should I bring a 12-pack? Is that going to be enough for the week? Definitely not. 24, 36, you know, how, how much am I going to party? I don't know. All I do know is I'm going to bring a ton of Breck brews, and it's just going to be a blast. Shout out to Breckenridge. If you're in the Denver metro area, you can get it delivered via Davidson's. Great, great local company. They've got two locations, one in Centennial, one in Highlands Ranch. If you're not, if you're like me, if you're up in Fort Collins, use the Breck beer locator to find the closest liquor store to grocery store, uh, whatever near you. And it just takes all the inconvenience out of beer shopping. I can't, I can't recommend it enough. It's, it's just one of the dopest features. I can't believe that, you know, other beer companies haven't ripped this off yet. But, you know, even if they do, even if, if they do try to steal this incredible idea, we all know who was first. We all know who the OG was, Breckenridge Brewery so clutch, so perfect for football season, so perfect for summer. No matter what you're doing, hell, they're perfect on a nice rainy day. Who cares? Breck is the beer for any location. Can't wait for ski season. I'm rambling now. Shout out to Breck. Much love to them. What, uh, what was your reaction when, when you found out there you know, wasn't going to be a Rocky Mountain Showdown?
1: Oh man, I super bummed just one mainly because it was going to be in Fort Collins which was what hasn't been there in god since it's the 96, 90s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's that was one thing um having all the accessibility to canvas and being able to cover CSU at home versus Colorado would have been probably one of the more fun environments being that being in denver cu has kind of ran the the, they've probably had more fans there every single year that i've been there and it just that's what bums me out the most is that the atmosphere would have been more csu than cu
0: would you support a spring season at this point that the reaction seems to be kind of mixed
1: Oh, yeah, I would support it 100%. Um, I, I know a lot of people would be mixed because of like high-profile players sitting out, like your guys that are guaranteed a top first-round pick. They might sit out the season because they don't want to risk injury. But for teams that are like, I mean, obviously, CSU not being a Power 5 team, they I feel like everybody would play, and it would be interesting to have a year round football, honestly, that would be my favorite part about it is getting to have football. What? 10 out of 12 months.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the interest would definitely be there. And we've kind of seen that obviously with the AAS and the XFL, mm-hmm. I think was probably a little bit more successful and a little bit more popular, but yeah, I think college football would probably be more popular than either of those. Just given the the loyalties that people have with like, it being their university and the pride and everything that gets wrapped up in that.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, I think college football, the only thing colleges would be worried about is would football interfere with their obviously sales for basketball, volleyball, but they could also like tag team those up and play a basketball game before the football game. I mean, a lot of people don't want to spend all day, at games, but people like you and I would love that because you get to watch sports all day.
0: That'd be epic. I think you go to Moby Arena for like a 12 p.m. basketball game or a 2 p.m. game and then you have a 6 p.m. kickoff and you have Mm -hmm. a little bit of time in between to get, you know, some lunch or whatever. That'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm, we got a little bit of taste of that with like some basketball scrimmages before at Moby and then we head over to uh, Canvas. But yeah, that, that was something that, I would look forward to if they did something like that. I mean, it'd be a good way to get people into both games, honestly.
0: How do you feel at this point? Like, in in your heart, in your gut, do you feel like there will be a football season this fall?
1: Honestly, no. I I don't think so. I I think a lot of um, schools are pushing to have a football season, but some schools that... I mean, losing basically. Some some teams have lost almost half their schedule when going to conference only because they're playing these, trying to play these bigger name schools to get more of a, a strength of schedule under their belt. And I think better for schools, better for um, conferences, just to push it back. Uh, playing in the fall with all this going on is, I mean playing in front of no fans or even like I've seen people saying they're playing in front of like 20% capacity of your stadium. Like having to make that decision of who can, who can't go, I think is making a a big conflict for schools.
0: That's fair. I mean, it's definitely something to consider. I have Broncos season tickets that I split with some people in my family. And, right now that's like what the obviously the broncos have a lot more season ticket holders than csu or cu but they're trying to figure out what they want to do because they're like we can't let everybody in so we're going to do like a process and you apply for it and at this point i think i'm probably just going to defer to the next season because it's not going to affect our status and it's just like it just seems like it's going to be a pain in the ass
1: yeah yeah exactly and that's schools aren't going to want I feel like colleges aren't going to want to make people who support them the most with season tickets they they're not going to want to push those people away but then you're not going to want to push away your students who are probably the least cooperative people in the stadium you tell them to do something they're more than likely not going to do it yeah um but yeah and i mean for bigger schools who have full attendance like over a hundred thousand people that I think that would be crazy to even think that you want to play in front of what, like 20,000 people.
0: I guess the counter would be, we just don't know how long this thing is going to last. So, you know, we could try and push it off to the spring. And at that point it, you know, maybe we're still in the exact same boat.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, that is, this whole thing is, is just a mystery of, when and where is it going to stop or is it going to be a part of our lives for the next however long are we going to be pumping artificial noise into our <laughs> stadiums for the next 3-4 years but yeah I don't know it's, it's definitely interesting it's going to be interesting to see been, how it goes
0: I have been pleasantly surprised with how that TV product has turned out with no fans especially with something like UFC mm-hmm. I almost like it more being able to hear yeah. the the impact and the ring coaches and everything like that. I'm not sure I'll feel the same about football. I think it'll be cool being able to hear the players talking at the line of scrimmage and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure how much of that they're going to try and block out anyways because they probably don't want us hearing all the the curse words and trash talk yeah. that goes on.
1: Yeah. And actually watching some of the, uh, like I watched some of the exhibition games yesterday for the MLB. They were talking about, uh, Pumping in artificial noise, is it going to be louder when the away team is up? Um, Specifically, I know the Yankees uh, was on ESPN. They brought up when the Astros are playing, are they going to pump in some more, uh, some more artificial noise when you're trying to catch a fly ball or when you're trying to hit it's, it's definitely been weird, but uh, yeah, like UFC has been, I think it's been better without fans, honestly. Um, I never usually used to watch the NFC UFC a lot, and then once it started going to this whole nobody there, but you still have just the fighters and coaches, you can hear more impact, you can hear what they're saying. I've actually grabbed more of like an understanding of it. Usually, I just watched to see who would win.
0: I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, I, I've talked about that on Twitter. If you it like back in the day i think i i definitely had posts where i was like i don't get why anybody likes ufc like this brute crap and then i don't know i i started to gain appreciation for it over the last 2 years or so but just with nothing else being on i've i've gotten super exactly. into it
1: yeah and then you think about the sports that without fans is going to be really weird one being football i actually don't think basketball would be that weird watching the uh the basketball tournament it was, that awesome. was actually, that was, that was so, so entertaining. Uh, cro- fingers crossed. Hopefully see puts put in a team next year, seeing all of them talk about it. Would it be, seems like
0: it's happening based on yeah. everything that's happening. I mean, they still got to qualify obviously, but yeah,
1: yeah, that would be, that'd be awesome. Um, but then you think about, I think about lower end sports that don't have crowds and that's tennis, tennis. I watched a round of tennis the other day that had to have been the weirdest thing just cause <laughs> you can, you can hear them grunting so much more and just the squeaks and the, all the stuff from the dirt. And I don't know, I have a hard time watching tennis as it is, but with no fans, it's, it's weird.
0: You a golf guy at all. Do you watch any golf?
1: I I have recently actually, I uh, picked up more of after, uh, right before this whole thing happened, I was watching, um, a tournament, and now now recently i've gotten more into watching golf. I think golf is interesting to watch. I could never play it I've tried I'm trying but to learn right
0: now, and i'm I'm just absolutely <laughs> terrible
1: yeah yeah it's it's i mean obviously, I think it's the hardest sport to play outside of baseball. Golf is so hard it's a lot of finesse and technique, and people that have been doing it their whole life make it look so easy. Even professionals make it look easy, but they also make it look hard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. I went and I hit like 110 balls the other day and I'd hit like 15 or like 10 to 15 really solid. And I'd start to get, you know, kind of confident. And then immediately my form starts to go out the window because I start trying to overhit the ball. And then I start thinking about that and then I'm all in my head and it's, it's just a disaster all over the place.
1: Yeah, I'll stick to playing at Top Golf, just trying to hit it as hard and far as possible. Man,
0: Top Golf is so fun! What a great idea!
1: Right, that's that. Literally, whoever decided to turn a uh, driving range into someplace you can make money and have a couple drinks is probably the best idea that you could have made.
0: I will say, because I'm not an avid golfer traditionally, maybe I'll get more into it now that I'm trying to get into the sport. I'm much more likely to go like to top golf in Vegas than I am you know in Centennial or whatever,
1: yeah I've actually only been to the one here twice most recently actually this last week only because we had a gift card but um yeah it's it definitely caters more towards we we got there at eleven and it caters more towards the business golfers who seem like they're just there because they can't go to the golf course in the morning before work. And that was the, that was the main demographic we saw. There was a lot of business guys with their own golf clubs and people who seem to enjoy the game more than us casual users.
0: See, like I, I respect it, you know, I, I respect the the dedication and all that. But if I'm going to Top Golf, I'm trying to drink like five beers and just exactly. hang out
1: with the friends. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm trying to outdrive my buddy next to me. And we're trying to hit the back net, and we might hit the side net about 17 times before we even get one to go straight.
0: I'll say this if you're playing with Colin Bernard, you're not going to no.
1: outdrive that kid. No, no. In Vegas, when we were trying, uh, tell me how Colin is good at everything. I mean, we got there and I'm like, oh, I'm sure none of us have really golfed before. Guy has the purest swing out of anybody I've ever seen.
0: Watching, I mean, it was top golf and we were slightly inebriated, but watching Colin that night, I was convinced I was like, Colin should have played golf in college or something because yeah. that drive
1: was nasty. I thought he could have got a good, good scholarship if he played golf. I'm glad he oh, didn't because we had to yeah. you know
0: be friends with him and all that, but man. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think yeah. I'm getting more into golf just because of the sports betting aspect to be honest.
1: Oh yeah, 100%. It's so like the odds are so good in golf, but uh, you never know. Like I literally right before I got on here was looking at lines on who was going to win this tournament that's going on right now. Um unfortunately did not place any on who was going to win because uh John Rahm was Killing it yesterday, and I feel like he's gonna take it. hopefully he chokes because I don't like the guy, but uh outside of like who's gonna win, you can always just bet like holes like who's gonna win this hole They're playing one on one, and that I think the golf betting aspect is kind of crazy, but I enjoy it.
0: I was so mad at myself because I was watching yesterday, and I was doing a lot of that live hole betting and mm-hmm. It, John Rahm was plus 100 to win the whole thing at this point. This was right before he birdied like three holes in a row. And I was like, yeah. he's he's playing pretty good. I should put some money on this. And I just, I kind of hesitated for some reason. And then he birdied and then it was like minus 100. And then he birdied again. And then it was like minus 240. And I was like, ah, yep. no, it's not even worth it.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Wednesday. I was watching uh, Pat McAfee's show and saw that he has the odd boost on Tiger making the cut. So I I'm had that too, through. and it was
0: so close. Oh, my God.
1: Casually threw 20 bucks, and then I was like, oh, Tiger's not going to make the cut. And then I'm watching live, and DeChambeau, DeChambeau goes plus 10 on one hole, and I was like, wow. He's going to push Tiger to make the cut, and that was absolutely insane. I don't think I've ever been more excited for somebody to shoot uh, a quintuple bogey.
0: <laughs> See, I was torn on that because I had I had Tiger making the cut, but I also had odds boosted DeChambeau to win the whole thing. So like a $2 bet would have paid like 40 bucks or whatever. So part of it, I was like, well, at least I'm, I mean, I'm still ahead because the tiger made the cut, but
1: yeah, it's
0: like, if it could have been anybody else, that would have been nice.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Anybody else that could have shot, I mean, I mean, that's what scares me. If a professional golfer on one hole can just ruin his entire weekend. I don't know what, one round of golf could do to me
0: Ugh, it would break me
1: it would just break yeah. me. yeah like i i feel like i wouldn't be able to continue playing if i shot a quintuple bogey and i i mean they're obviously playing the, one of the hardest courses in all of the united states but it's ridiculous i, I don't think i could do it <laughs>
0: I saw a quote from John Rom talking about how like scramble players wouldn't even be able to shoot. Like if you had a four man scramble, it'd be tough to even break 80 at that course. And he shot, I think it was like a 68 yesterday. And he was like, legitimately, I think this was some of the best golf I've ever played in my entire life. And it cracked me up because there are all these, you know, amateur golfers on Twitter char- chirping in oh, me and my boys. Like if we all had our best shots, like no way you could beat us. And I, it, it just cracks me up because the lack of awareness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's what drives me insane is what people, some people like they don't think before they speak and it makes you look pretty dumb sometimes. Um, just like the the average awareness of a casual sports watcher is something that I I don't even know if I want to get into it because it gets me heated. Like when people just tell a baseball player, just hit the ball, just hit it. You get paid. you got you paid million paid millions of dollars just to hit a ball. And I'm like you got to be kidding me. <laughs> they, these are the best players in the world trying to hit a tiny ball traveling at a basically what's the average speed like 97 nowadays? Yeah, now it's just I mean it's gone it's, through the roof. You got 90% of pitchers in the MLB throwing over 100 miles an hour and it just I don't know, it just blows my mind that people think sports are just so easy that these guys don't work that hard
0: my favorite is like free throws because obviously it's frustrating when your team can't make free throws but the fans that act like the the players aren't practicing free throws or they aren't capable of making it it's it's everything else that comes in you make a free throw with twenty thousand people staring at you the Mm -hmm. game on the line and knowing you're also on tv gonna get memed if you mess it up
1: yeah and that like, free throws are – I mean, obviously, people, you, you practice free throws. But when most of the time when you're practicing free throws, you're not tired. These guys just played 35 minutes sprinting up and down the court. You have to change your free throw shooting because your legs are tired. Your arms are probably just hanging because they're sore. And it's – that that one, yeah. That one is – I mean, obviously, there's some people who are better at shooting free throws than others, but, I mean – It's all finesse,
0: dude. I'm convinced that if you were a clutch free throw shooter, like somebody that's in the NBA that shoots, you know, ninety plus percent, can make them at any
1: given point. You Mm -hmm. might be a serial killer, and we just don't know it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. You look at guys like I think Steph Curry might be one of the purest free throw shooters. And I remember in the finals when they lost to Cleveland he missed free throws and that kind of put him on a downhill because Seth or Steph doesn't miss free throws, but because he missed those free throws, people started questioning and you, I mean, you can't question one of the greatest shooters in the league right now.
0: Oh yeah. I I think probably the best if we're, if we're going, you know, just pound for pound ability right now. Yeah. I do. Um, I have some more questions for you about CSU, but real quick, got to shout out our sponsors at DraftKings. Can you feel it? The excitement and anticipation has been growing for weeks and the time is almost here. That's right. Baseball is coming back next week and our team will be taking the field in less than 10 days. There's no better place to get on the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To put you in the center of the action, DraftKings Sportsbook is celebrating the new season with a special promotion. Before the season starts, place a bet of at least $25 on who will be crowned the champion. Jason, who you got to win it all?
1: Oh, you know, I mean, it's pretty easy, you know, being a Dodgers fan. uh, They are, I feel like, the outside of the Yankees, probably the most stacked team. Uh, Unfortunately, I do think this is the last year that they will have such a stacked team. And 90, I think there's about 10 10 guys who are going to be free agents this year. Kind of scares me that um, this team won't be together much longer, but yeah, I think the Dodgers got it. Um, hopefully, you know, they're not getting cheated against this year, but uh, yeah, I, th- I think they got it this year. Oh, not
0: going to get a lot of sympathy in Rockies country, my friend.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. I not going to get a lot of uh, love from the Rockies fans, but honestly, if we're talking about the MLB right now, I outside of the Dodgers, It could be anybody's game talking with so
0: weird in the 60 game season. I'm so stoked
1: talking with a lot of uh, like different people around baseball and all these younger teams who like the Rockies have those guys that you've never seen before takes a while to get used to them. Like the Dodgers, it took them probably five or six games to get to all the Rockies pitchers. But then once you figure them out, then it's pretty easy. But if you don't know what they're throwing you and you can't scout them, 60 games might be your way to punch a ticket to the playoffs this year. It's
0: a good point. If if the Rockies are ever going to do anything, it'll be because it's in a stupid, weird season where nothing else is is right. But whether you're betting on the Dodgers, the Rockies, the Yankees, I don't know, maybe Bryce Harper and the Nationals don't really think they're going to be that good, but Whoever you bet on, if you bet at least $25 to, and they win, you'll get... Or you don't even have to win. Nice. You'll get a free $25 bet. All you got to do is place a $25 bet on somebody to win. Sounds like a sweet deal. While we're at it, they've also got European soccer, golf, all kinds of stuff. Jason and I were just talking about that. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code DNVR when you sign up. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus for first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times play through restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Cool, cool, cool. Sorry about that. That part's always awkward for the guests. They just got to sit there while I read it, though. No,
1: yeah. 100% understandable. Watch a lot of podcasts, so understandable.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm, kind of a podcast kind of sewer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I, every morning turn on the Pat McAfee show and just enjoy Like, I just love listening. I don't know why. I just love listening to people talk about sports. Like my parents always yell at me for watching ESPN all day. They're like you're watching the same thing over and over, but like something new pops up. I want to be here to watch.
0: was like, What else am I going to watch?
1: Daytime TV? Exactly. Like half the time, I don't even know what's going on in the political world because I'm just so... Immersed in the the sports world.
0: Are you more of a so? Are you an ESPN guy primarily, or do you branch out to FS1, some of those other channels?
1: Uh, I tell you, it's question. It's some of them, like if I'm going to branch out, I'm going to go to the specific uh, like sport I want to watch. Like if I want to hear about baseball, I'm going to go to the MLB network. If I want to hear about football. I'm going to go to the NFL network. Um, I've listened to some, some CBS sports, just like, actually, I feel like it's only after like CSU is done playing on CBS. I'll just sit there and listen afterwards to see what they're talking about. Um, but now I don't know. I've always looked at other, just because of the profession I'm going into. Mm -hmm. I've always looked at other ones, but I primarily stick to the ones that I've watched, like consistently, like I love like MLB network, how they have just, you can get uh, high heat with Caruso or intentional talk with, um, those other two guys. I can't remember their names right now, but
0: I can see their faces uh, too. I just, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, but like you get so many different like options. You don't have just one, one person you're listening to or like the same two, three anchors that you're listening to. You have the choice of watching this person one day or this person at one time this person at another time and I like having a, a variety of different uh sources listening to just not just strict the stick to one and that's the only one I listen to
0: yeah the reason that I asked is I saw on Twitter today would have been Stuart Scott's 55th birthday
1: so as, oh, yeah. as
0: a couple of you know up and coming sports you know media members I guess would be the way to mm-hmm. put it Stuart Scott's a legend I don't even want to disrespect him by acting like we're in a category even near that man
1: oh no but not even close just shout out to
0: him man growing up watching yeah. him every single night the the sports world has has not been the same without him
1: no yeah i always i always always remember you knew when Stuart scott was uh doing uh top 10 or whenever he's uh out of the room you would just hear booyah and i was like yep that's stewart there he is
0: his just delivery was on another level. Like, I love SVP. There have been plenty of other dudes that do, you know, phenomenal top tens as well. But Stuart Scott was just on another level.
1: Yep. Yep. And yeah, I don't think, I don't think personally that there's ever been a better like sports talk show, well, not like, sports analyst type, better than Stuart Scott.
0: No, I, I totally agree. Best, best media personality that we've had in our generation by far.
1: Yep, that is, that is a fact.
0: I did want to ask you a couple of questions just about your experiences at CSU, given, you know, like me, you, you've, you've mm-hmm. done a lot. You worked for CTV, you worked for CSU Athletics. So I'm mm-hmm. curious, you know, when, when you think back on this all, what do you think is going to stand out the most to you?
1: Oh, definitely honestly, this last year was probably the most fun. Um just being I was I finally got a job working uh in the graphic design office in athletics, um, and then being able to travel around with CTV, just being around sports literally seven days of the week and getting to be on the inside and the outside. Like there was things that happened in the athletics office where I, f- I would find out things before everybody else, but being that we worked there, we couldn't disclose that. And being a part of the media, I'm like, wow, I want to talk about it, but I can't like uh, main thing being, uh, we kind of figured out who was going to be the football hire and we had to make graphics for it. And that was something as somebody in the media would be all, they would be all over that. um, Yeah, definitely. If you found that information out early. So just being a part of um, such a close knit uh, family, basically inside of the athletics department and then being a part of CTV, it's just, I honestly was in a pretty blessed situation to be a part of both and being able to travel. That was my favorite part. Being able to travel and um, shout out to CTV for get, letting us go to Cameron Indoor. Uh, we got to travel to Utah, go to the Utah State. That was uh, such a crazy environment. I've never been there before. Uh, and then going to Vegas again.
0: If if you're listening to this, if you're a CSU student, if you're a prospective college student, you if you want to do any form of sports media, Check out, you know, Rocky Mountain Student Media. Go check out CTV, oh, yeah. the Collegian, KCSU. You will get all kinds of experiences that, you know, quite frankly, you don't get at most schools across the country, and it, it's just it's so worth it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Speaking on that, we uh, when Jessica and I went to the Mountain West Tournament, uh, we were not there specific. We were there specifically to cover CSU um, as like our beat. But once CSU got eliminated, we became just general reporters. And we went to nearly every single game, women's and men's, just to report on what happened. I mean, we love sports, so that's what we did. And actually, we got uh, talked to by uh, Jesse Kurtz and a couple other people in the Mountain West. They came up to us and they asked us who we were with because they didn't know, because they were trying to figure it out. We were at every single game. And, uh, so they came up and talked to us and it's just a good way to make connections. Like I still talk to Jesse now to this day about, uh, possibly interning up at the Mountain West conference, just hopefully get a, a little spot, but, um, yeah, it's being dedicated to CTV definitely helps you get to, uh, somewhere you want to be. I mean, anywhere in Rocky Mountain Student Media, we've talked to other schools and they don't have nearly the accessibility that we do.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, one, I, most most other student media outlets don't pay their employees anything, let alone have a budget or I mean, let's, you're not going to get rich working for Rocky Mountain Student Media. That's not that's oh. not the point of it. <laughs> but the fact that you're, you know, even compensated at all is it's it's a lot different than most, you know, student organizations around the country. What a, what what's what was your favorite travel experience? Was it Vegas or was it Duke?
1: Oh, by far it was Duke. That was just such a cool experience. Uh, Being inside such a historic basketball arena like Cameron Indoor is, that's something that I think I'm going to remember like that experience forever, honestly. Um, Being able to be a part of the media there is like you get to go places that general public doesn't get to go and that was one big thing cuz i had been there before just to attend a game and it's it's so much different when you're sitting on the court you have um the greatest coach of all time about 4 feet away from you and you don't notice it until he's gone past you and you hate yourself for every moment after
0: <laughs> getting to be in coach k's presser was kind of a surreal moment for me
1: because it was
0: When I when I went down to Tuscaloosa in 2017 for that Alabama game, that was that was unreal for me. I mean, that was Mm. just as an Alabama fan in general, I was mind blown the whole time. But I didn't get to I didn't get to go to Sabin's presser because of the way that football pressers work. You know, they happen Mm. simultaneously in different locations. But with the with the college basketball situation, we got to be in there for Coach K. And it was just one of those where I was kind of like looking around and There's people from ESPN and, you know, there's people from every major outlet in the country. This was Duke's home opener. So this Mm -hmm. was, you know, a big deal. There was a lot of people there and it was just like, shit, like we're here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that was being in that, uh, press conference. It it was surreal that that's what they go through every single game. Basically, you got to think there's that many media members, um, that are there that room was packed full of just media and then you think back to our csu pressers we have the same what six to ten of us every single game if that if that um, yeah. it's it's just so real how these big colleges and this big media presence like if you work hard enough that's that's where you could end up being on covering the acc or sec and I, I did take a little detour, like right after Coach Case pressure was done, I saw a line forming, and I hopped in that line, didn't know where it was going, but it ended up going to the Duke locker room, <laughs> and I got to interview some players, which I didn't plan on doing, but glad I was able to get that opportunity. You just got to take a chance.
0: That's sick. Yeah, I went into the CSU locker room in Duke, but I didn't go into the Duke locker room.
1: Yeah, it was, I mean... I don't know if I was supposed to be in there, but uh, nobody stopped me from going in there. (laughs) Ask for forgiveness, not permission, maybe. Exactly, exactly. The only thing they can do is kick me out, and if they do, oh, well.
0: It's obviously, you know, been a while, but what made you pick CSU in the first place?
1: Honestly, um, it was really just... I wanted to get away from home, but I didn't want to get too far away. So I was between um, CSU in Fort Collins and I was between uh, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. And it was mainly just, I don't want to be too far away. And that was really what I chose CSU. Based on the degree I wanted when I was a freshman, which was uh, it was forestry and wildlife services, which is a, and CSU is
0: a, a great program for that.
1: Oh, it's incredible! And come to find out, after my second semester of freshman year, I had talked to Olivia Landis and um, her boss Travis Green, based off of. I went to high school with friends who went to high school with Olivia's brother and they got me a up there through that all in all ended up working for CTV. Now we're here.
0: Shout out Olivia and Travis, two very cool oh, yeah. people, two very successful people in our field.
1: Oh yeah. I, I talk to Travis almost every day and he's that dude's probably one of my, my biggest inspirations right now. It's, it's crazy. I watch him, uh, all of his stuff on Twitter. And that's, that's honestly what I drive to be is like, I worked with him. I know his work ethic and that's who I want to be. Honestly. Oh,
0: I'm just waiting any day for the announcement that like Travis has gotten some big promotion to, you know, do what he's doing, but except for it'll be like the Cowboys in Dallas or something,
1: you know? Right. Right. I I think that that dude is built to be an MLB network star.
0: Oh, like, tot- uh, he's so good! He's, and he just he's has such a knowledge good of the guy. game, and exactly.
1: I think that's why me and him uh, really stuck together because of our our passionate uh, love for the game of baseball.
0: It's kind of funny. I've made uh, you know you, Luke, Travis. I've made so many friends. All of us just love baseball, and uh, there was no baseball for us to cover at CSU except for club baseball, yeah. which is a bummer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that was one thing that I wish that I had went somewhere that had baseball. That was one sport that I wanted to cover. Um, club baseball is just not the same. I mean, being covering a D one, uh, school in baseball would have been definitely the kicker of my college career.
0: Yeah. I mean, we mean no disrespect to any club athletes. I think it's cool that they have it. And CSU's club team is actually very
1: successful. They're so good. Actually, they won like six national titles.
0: Yeah. But, you know, it's just, it's just not the same as a D1 program with its own stadium and support from the community and everything that would come with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Being, uh, I went to the college world series, uh, last year and that was just that, I think that's what did it in for me is being in that atmosphere. um, it's just, it's incredible. Like seeing the, the love and support that these teams get from, I mean, if, if CSU had a baseball team, I'm sure they would get the same thing.
0: There's kick-ass softball program though. So at least, at least there are, at least there's that.
1: They, they might be one of my favorite teams that I've watched at CSU. That softball team from, it was last year. Yeah. They were, they were incredible. Like, uh, noticing, like watching them for the past two, three years. And then something just clicked last year that they went on this run and made it to the NCAA tournament it was the first time ever. Right. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, was... them
0: like 2014 like, volleyball, like 2015, 16 women's basketball with Ellen yeah. and Elon, Like some of the, yeah. those are just like some of the better most dominant teams that CSU yeah. had in the last
1: decade. Yeah, being at my time at CSU, um, women's sports have definitely dominated. Oh, it's not even close. It's not even close. Like I literally got there right after the men's basketball team. Uh, Like they weren't bad, but they weren't when they were had JJ Avila and um, all these other guys who were probably the biggest snub in NCAA basketball history. Uh,
0: oh man, that twenty-seven in team.
1: Exactly. That was
0: that, that was. team what, was really two... good. That was the frustrating thing. Is look, they played a crappy schedule, and that's that was yeah. on the administration and the coach at the time for for doing that. But that I really think that team. I mean, with Stanton, and Kid, and, and JJ, and some of those dudes, like they they could have won a tournament game or two.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, by far, they could have been. They could have snuck into. The sweet 16, if they had, if you didn't run into a tough, like real tough blue blood right at the beginning, that team definitely could have taken care of some top lower end power five schools. Uh, I mean, even some mid tier power five schools, but yeah, it's that, that team, like I was sad that that team literally left right as soon as uh, I was right as soon as I got there.
0: The Mountain West as a whole was really fun that year that I believe that was also the year that Wyoming made the tournament after winning the Mountain West tournament with, with Adams and Nance. Yep. And that was just a, just fun times.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, not to talk them down or anything, but what was it? The 2016, 17 basketball team, they were pretty fun to watch, uh, with Cavell, Amogbo, uh, Gillen, all those guys making the run towards the, uh, the NCAA uh, lost in the championship game, unfortunately, but that that team was fun to watch.
0: Yeah, covering that that game in in Vegas, that team that run in general was just a blast. It was obviously a weird year, you know. You had three guys get suspended halfway through it, and all kinds of weird moments. But G and uh, G and Clavel going for thirty seven points at Viejas uh, in San Diego State is probably the the best like individual performance by a CSU athlete that. At least that I've covered, I think that I've seen, though, in general, just it was, it was unreal.
1: Yeah, talking about Gene, I've actually, like, not to get off track, but I've been playing a lot of Madden with uh, a lot of some former CSU basketball players, current CSU basketball players. Um, and Gene, that, that dude is, he's a funny guy. And I'm, I'm surprised, not surprised, that uh, he's not in the NBA um that that's one thing I'm actually surprised about is that dude is I think he has the talent to be an NBA player, but he's just there was no team that was like looking for his style of guard right now,
0: you know the thing i'll I'll always argue that Gian had the skills to play in the league. I'm not sure, given that he wouldn't have been a starter, you know, he would have been coming off the bench. i'm I'm not sure how how great of a system guy he would have been. You know, he's not really mm-hmm. a facilitator. He's just I'm going to go out there and get buckets.
1: Exactly. But, Pure score.
0: Yeah. The, the defensive intensity, the ability, it's all there. Mm. That's why I hope they make that team for the basketball tournament because, you know, you get a good guy like yeah. Gian, he could go off, yeah. you know, for 25, just hit a couple of threes and it it would be amazing.
1: Exactly. And that that team, I think if you look at a team that they could build, it'd be unreal. Like they could be a legit, contender in the basketball tournament. I mean, you see these guys, you see the Syracuse alumni, and you don't even see, like, the best Syracuse alumni. You see the guys that didn't really make the league. Yeah,
0: that didn't, yeah.
1: The mellows uh, of the
0: world aren't playing. Exactly, in TBT. exactly.
1: Uh, but if you get a team like who you think, like, Gene would play.
0: Uh, oh, you get Stanton Kidd on there. Stanton
1: Kidd would be playing. Shoot, I think you could you probably even, get J.J. Avila to play. You could probably get some of the more recent guys, too. Like, uh, I don't know what Amagbo's doing lately. Um, yeah, he's been playing overseas, so
0: I, I'm sure, you'd I'm get sure, yeah, I'm sure you mix. get him.
1: Uh, Shoot, you might even be... Nico was trying to jump in, and he's only been out for one year. He, not even a year yet, but he's trying to... I know My he guess is he is-
0: would be on the team, just... One, because it, it, I'm guessing that it'll be like Aaron Katsuma and some of these guys putting it together, but... Yeah. Two, just, you know, he's like the... The fan favorite like it would make yeah. sense if nico was on the team even though you know i'd say like colton iverson or, or some of the other guys jason smith you know he's yeah. retired from the league maybe he wants to pull a joe johnson and then come play <laughs> eight minutes a game
1: yeah yeah it'd be it definitely would be an interesting team to watch but yeah for sure would i don't know if you like would you be
0: able to get prentice or some of those dudes that transferred out that might be weird i don't know
1: it might be weird, but if they, like, gel, like... That's what I mean, because he's Gillen. already
0: played with a lot of these guys. You know, he played... You know, Gillen's plan for Beheim's army. Same with John Octius' yeah. plan for the Purdue Menemaki. So, yeah. you need someone to run the point.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. I guess yeah. you
0: could get JD or something like that, but...
1: Yeah, yeah, a lot of guys probably don't want to play with JD because that man just hucks up shots. <laughs> <laughs> that dude just pulling from anywhere. They're like we yeah. want to, we want to shoot too. JD Prentice had a I, bit of a quick tri- quick trigger at times too. They, that, I mean, it just it really depended on the game. Like there were some games where JD was a facilitator, and there were some he was just pulling everything. JD was an Prentice odd case man.
0: Way. I th- I think I think JD is a much better basketball player than his than he showed at times. Oh yeah, but
1: he I he actually j- showed he showed those flashes of like how good he could be. And it was when he had them, it looked like CSU was going to be on a good run, but then things just didn't happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm not sure he was ever, you know, he was definitely committed. I'm not trying to imply anything like that. I just, I don't know no, if yeah. he had, he had the same like locked in type mindset that a guy like, you know, GN where it's just like, I'm going to work my ass off every single day,
1: no matter yeah, what, because
0: yeah. that's just the type of duty is. Yeah. For what sure, is a, What's your favorite at CSU sports memory?
1: Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. Um, definitely, I think outside of, uh, oh, I actually think I have to go back to my freshman year. Um, it was a home basketball game against Boise State. Uh, James Webb the hit a game winner in overtime and the refs blew it off because they said they went to a stopwatch and uh, said it didn't count when they blew it up on ESPN and it counted. Like they it was, put a at, timer it was on like and everything. Yeah.
0: It was, it was long out of his
1: hands. Yeah. And CSU actually came back in double overtime and just smacked them. And it was actually hilarious. And that's probably one of my favorite CSU moments. Um, actually being there cause I got to enjoy it as a student. Cause I wasn't working for CTV yet. So like I was there in the stands enjoying this game, but, uh, yeah, that one. And then outside of when I getting to work, like my favorite CSU memory is definitely the Duke game.
0: Tough to argue that that Duke game was amazing. I hope, I hope they continue to schedule up. Obviously CSU is supposed to play in the, the MGM classic this year against Louisville. Mm-hmm fingers crossed that that happens it it doesn't look good for the fate of non-conference basketball games at this point either though so i'm hoping if if that gets canceled i hope they just like push the event back a year and let the yeah. teams participate the, the following november
1: yeah and it's it really you know non-conference just sucks just because that uh, c u is in the pac 12 and that's literally the game that everybody looks forward to in every single Um, no matter what, soccer, softball, not softball, soccer, uh, football, basketball, tennis, everybody looks forward to playing Colorado. And that's literally the game that everybody wants to see. And you don't get to see it because they're not in our conference.
0: I know it's, it's super unfortunate. I mean, everybody is going to gravitate towards the football game, but you lose a home and home in volleyball. You know, mm-hmm. you lose the soccer, the Colorado Cup, which are also features DU, and I think Colorado College, some of their local programs. It's all around just a bummer. I'll be yeah. really I'll be really curious to see if football still plays Greeley or not.
1: Yeah, that, that one is definitely interesting because I know the Big Sky, have they said anything about playing conference only?
0: Not yet, and neither has the Mountain West. Although neither
1: has the Mountain West.
0: The thing is, the Mountain West they need the money. You know, the mountain West isn't going to just choose to give up all of these money games. Yeah. It'll be interesting.
1: Yeah. It's definitely going to be interesting to watch, uh, this all plays out, but, um, that I unfortunately wish one of my favorite CSU memories could be a team beating CU, but in all the major sports that I've only been, only see them beat CU once outside of volleyball (sighs) when they've smacked them a couple of times.
0: I was I was lucky. I did get the 2014 showdown win. And then it it obviously yeah. all went to crap after that. But yeah. it's it's kind of a I got an MIP before that game, so I didn't really get to enjoy it. So like even the one win that CSU had yeah. over them, I was like kind of pissed off for most of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean being the only time I could uh watch CSU I I was at CU wasn't even technically a student at CSU for Collins because I had transferred back to CSU football for a year. That's the only time I've ever seen uh, CSU beat CU in basketball. Oh, one of these days, man. One of these days. One, hopefully I was looking forward to it this year. I thought uh, this year would be the kicker in football.
0: I really felt good about CSU's chances going in, man. Just given the, the train wreck of the program situation with Mel Tucker leaving and yeah. CU doesn't yeah. even really have a quarterback. I like the exactly. skill guys. I don't know.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, and that was, I mean, I, I honestly like C, uh, CSU's football team this year. They, they look like they're determined, they look like they're going to be uh, a good team. Um, Patrick O'Brien, finally, he had a season under his belt to play with new receivers, new core guys. Uh, Adazio introducing a new uh, system would be, I think it's just, I think this team can be good, like, if they get to play a full season. So, yeah.
0: I feel pretty, you know, I I I agree. I think it's all going to come down to offensive line, especially on the offensive side, and then defensively, they got to be better against the run, but you know, I think the talent is
1: there. They Yeah, definitely. The defensive line, that Stopping a run game has got to be the, that's the most frustrating thing was the run game for, uh, CSU. Stopping the run was absolutely abysmal last year. Um, what they, they give up against Toledo, just tackle them. What they give up against Toledo was almost like 400 yards. <laughs> oh on, God. It was just, just every other game.
0: play. It felt like it was a Toledo back going for 65 yards down yeah. the sideline.
1: It was it was abysmal. That game, that is probably one of the longest games I've ever been a part of.
0: Oh, did that t- I'll never forget that 2017 Boise State game, but it's definitely up there.
1: Oh, I was actually at that game too in the stands when uh that's the most perfect onside kick I've ever seen. Gorgeous. That that onside kick was actually so good. Wow. Yeah, that was that game was so depressing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what it's like to uh, to be a Ram fan most of the time, unfortunately. Most, but hey, you gotta keep hope. You gotta keep hope.
1: Oh yeah, I I will defend the CSU every single team against anybody every every single time.
0: It's what the people want to hear. Well, man, thank you for doing this. It was it was great to catch up with you. Fun to you know talk sports. Thank oh. God we finally have pro sports coming back next week.
1: Oh yeah, it's been it's it's oh. Been long time waiting.
0: Awesome, man. Well, have a great day. Thanks again for
1: doing this. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.